Hey everybody, Sean from Miles to Memories, and welcome to the MTM Podcast. Joe Chung and Mark Osterman are here, and we have a great show. But first, I wanted to just say thank you to all of our listeners, readers, and viewers on YouTube, on our blog, and listening to this podcast and the Disney Hacks podcast. Just want to thank everybody who consumes our content, who continues to support us. We really appreciate it, and we continue to try to give you the best content possible, and it just means a lot. So I wanted to start a single show off by saying that, and we do have a great show. We're going to talk about Mark's roadblocks he's hit while buying his lake house up in Michigan. We are going to discuss iTunes and Apple. They made a huge change to their gift cards this week that has big implications for the future of gift card reselling. And then we're going to talk about Chase extending their Pay Yourself Back program. This is really good news. We'll talk about what that program is and then maybe speculate to some of the goodies that may be coming. Plus, we have rapid fires and more. Go to mtmpodcast.com for all the links to subscribe. Leave us a great review if you like the show. It definitely helps us. Check out our YouTube, youtube.com forward slash miles to memories for great Vegas content and the blog miles to memories.com for great deals, miles and points and travel content as well. Thanks again. I know it's a long intro, so let's get into the show. So, hey guys, exciting week. How has everything been? Yeah. How you been? You went back up to your, uh, to your lakeside retreat up there in Northern Michigan. Yeah. I don't want to get into that just yet, but, um, good news today. I got approved for my first Barclay card in like three years. So bad news. It's the choice card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like why why did you apply for that it's uh the the offer jumped up to 50k today i think like once a year it comes around where it, it jumps up it's normally thirty-two thousand points and i've been looking for like that third program i use hyatt and hilton i don't really like marriott and i can't really amass their points and stuff and i'm not eligible for any of their offers so wyndham was that for a bit until they decided to uh torch their whole program so I tried Radisson, got denied for that card. So Choice uh, wins by default, I guess. So I went with the 50K. There's some, I know Choice gets a bad rep, but there is some, there are some unique properties that you can find that are super cheap. Uh, I just wrote an article about it, like Japan. You can get Tokyo for 8K a night. Uh, Venice, it's probably the most affordable hotels in Venice, uh, 10K a night for those. And then, uh, you know, if you want to go to Atlantis and, and swim in some ponds, come, right, right, Sean? Yeah, let's do it. I'm signing up right now. <laughs> so you can stay at the comfort suites across the street from the Atlantis. And this has been something that people have done for a long time. And you get access to the Atlantis pools, all the good stuff at the Atlantis. And then you kind of go back and you get away from the crowds at night. So that's nice. And they have a small pool there that you can chill at. And I know a lot of people because I think a day pass for Atlantis is like a couple hundred bucks if you're coming off a cruise, which, you know, cruising in 2024 or whenever it comes back. But a lot of people would book the hotel, the Choice Hotel, with points and save that money and just go check into the hotel and just go use the day pass that way. So Europe, Copenhagen has some good deals and stuff. So it's out there. It's just not in the U.S. You don't want to stay anywhere in the U.S. So you didn't even find one property to recommend in the U.S.? I didn't look that hard. Um, Benji did share. They they partner. Let me see if I can find it real quick. They partner with uh, some unique hotels that I didn't even know about. And uh, he shared it in our, our work chat. Uh, they're called Preferred Hotels and Resorts. So Dublin, Las Vegas, London, New Orleans, New York City, San Francisco, San Diego. And they're all like these high-end hotels that I think they like partner with. And they range from like 25K up to like 50K a night. But those are like the really high-end hotels. Yeah. Grand Fiesta Americana Puerto Vallarta, all-inclusive, adults only, is 55,000 points a night. The Wart Hotel, 
in Jackson, Wyoming looks really nice. <laughs> Some unique names here. Hotel Balzac <laughs> in Paris. I think you're making that oh my sound God, more Mark. unique than it needs to me. I think he I, isn't Balzac. He's like a famous artist, store, or something like that. Philosopher. I know, but yeah, just I, think, I think it's surprise. I think it's pronounced Balzac. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I wanted to say it, so I did it. I'm just kidding. I don't know how it's pronounced. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah you know Barcelona, I know that from the... Brussels, uh, Anchorage, the Voyager Inn, Honolulu. The there's one in Honolulu. So there's there's options there. So. That's kind of unique. I, I think I'll write something up about that. I haven't really looked into it much because I just found out about it like right before coming live. So in the Music Man, in the Pick a Little, Talk a Little, they mention all these different authors that Marion the Librarian is. Is this a Disney uh, movie? I'm guessing. Books. <laughs> the Music Man? Really? It's a classic <laughs> movie from like the 50s. Anyway, it's a classic musical too. And one That's of the authors sad. is Balzac. That's pretty sad, Mark. If it's, it's black sad. and white, I don't know about it. So. No, it's in color. There was color in the <laughs> You know it. Come on. You know of this movie. I guarantee you know of this movie. Anyway, they mentioned Balzac on there. I, I, that's where I had heard it from, just to keep hammering that word home. So what's up with you, Joe? How's uh, how's everything been? Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, we are sending our daughter to like camp for the first time, so I had to like drop her off. It's only six kids. It's like pottery or something, but it was weird. I got I to gotta say, it was really weird dropping her off. I mean, I haven't dropped her off at anything for like five months. So it's only two hours, it's six kids. We know four of the kids, so we feel pretty good about it. But still, the whole process of like packing a lunch and dropping her off, it was just, it was surreal. So uh, yeah, that we just started that yesterday. So I'm just really getting used to that. Does anybody else do this? Whenever I hear pottery, I just think of that uh, ghost scene. <laughs> yeah, He knows ghosts, but he doesn't know music now. First of all, everyone thinks of that scene. Secondly, that's exactly what the uh, Patrick Swayze man. Yeah. yeah. So apparently, apparently the wheel is not uh, the wheels are like on tables and they're not controlled by uh, feet. So you know, it doesn't get it doesn't get as exciting as Ghost did. Well, really, that was like in, a, that was in the eighties. So I think yeah, things in the eighties were they really or was, did Ghost just make that up for like for a plot device? No, I'm pretty sure that like it's like those giant wheels, but. Those are for like adults to use. I mean, these are like seven-year-old kids, so they're using wheels that are like this wow. big. That's what's going on here. That's about it. Uh, awesome. So, Mark, did you want to talk anything about your uh, your house and going up to Northern Michigan <sighs> and, and sort of the yes. pitfalls that you've run into, the things you've discovered, the fun yes. that you've had? The the not fun, not fun. Um, yeah. So we did the you know we talked about last episode a little bit that we made an offer on a uh, vacation home up on the coast in Michigan and, and it was accepted. We were all excited. So we went this weekend to do the inspections and you know, the whole family went, I, I hung out while the inspector was there and they went down to the beach and, and swam and stuff. And uh, it, it went about as bad as it could possibly go. So, I mean, the, what are the major things you don't want to have a problem with in an inspection uh, foundation, <laughs> <laughs> electrical roofing. The only thing we really missed was, uh, was, um, oh, heat source. We had an issue with heat source. Uh, the only thing we missed was mold. I mean, maybe it's hiding somewhere. So <laughs> you got to get a termites, separate mold inspection. Termites. termites. Yeah, ter termites, termites. True. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, all these houses are like built in the 40s and 50s and they started out as like hunting and fishing cabins. So they were like originally these one room cabins and then people have added on over the years, added little rooms and stuff. So it's kind of like, you know, there's going to be a little bit of issues, but they had bought this and gutted it and redid everything so i didn't expect to be this level of issues the foundation they ripped out sections of it and then just kind of put like a cinder block down <laughs> without a footing 
So it's just, you know, slowly sinking. <laughs> Wait, who, wow. who rips out foundation? Like, who does that? Uh, well, there's that like... doesn't sound like a thing. It's weird because there's like no crawl space access. It's a crawl space house, but there's no access because it's, you know, you have like maybe like a foot. So you can't really get down there. So if you're doing any work, I know they ripped up the floor and stuff. So I think they, in, and they, I think the foundation had cracks and issues. So they pulled that out, you know, the, the bad stuff. And then they just put a cinder blocks in there and it's not even like a row of cinder. It's like, you know, there's a couple feet in between them, which even he said, you know, that's not a huge deal. It's that there's no footing. So there's nothing holding that cinder block up. It's just on the ground it's going to sink over time and then the issue with the ceiling was the joists um usually it's like one beam that goes across and if you do have an overlap like if you're using two beams you want to have quite a bit of overlap so you can put multiple uh screws or nails into it so it doesn't buckle and and uh you know sag or, or break open and this had like a two inch overlap so <laughs> at any moment the, the ceiling could cave in i guess so, so these people, they bought it to flip it, right? Essentially, they fixed it up a little bit and tried to think they were going to get away with, with this. So what, what's happening now? What is the next step for you? Yeah, I assume that they bought it to flip it. Um, I don't think they've ever really used it. I, I know they went back and forth if they wanted to keep it like a cottage or try to make it into more of a home. So the layout's more cottagey. You know, there's the, the way they did some rooms and stuff. So now we, we went back to the their realtor and said, hey, there's some big issues. And he wanted a copy of the report. So we sent it to him and, you know, I give it a, a low 10% chance of, of doing anything. They got to come back to the table with, I'm not paying for any of this stuff. So this is all house security. Plus we're at like the top end of the market when we made the offer. So I'm not, it's either you fix it or pay for it or we're done with this and we'll move on to something else. But yeah, depressing. <laughs> this is the saddest you've ever been on this podcast, Mark. I know I feel for you, you should see my kids, man, my kids and my wife, super depressed, but Hey, you know, sometimes it uh, work out. Something better will come along. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, that's like one of the hardest parts about buying a house is like when something goes wrong, having to make that decision to walk away or to draw a line in the sand for the seller. And I know that uh, that's a lot of things, something that a lot of people struggle with. So yeah, because it becomes it becomes a very emotional process when it really should be more like you should look at it as a business uh, proposal, like. If it's bad business, you should just walk away. But a lot of people get emotional, like attached, like I really like this house or, um, you know, I envision this house and especially like a seller. If it's your house that you've lived in, you know, you get offended for cer from certain things and stuff. We don't have that issue here because they never really lived in it. But yeah, it, it's something. And the, the amount is so low, like the purchase price is so cheap and the the costs of this is going to be high. You know, we're looking at like like ten thousand dollars plus would be my guess I, I still have to get like quotes and stuff if we get to that point but that you know if you're looking at like a three four hundred thousand dollar house ten thousand dollars isn't a huge deal but when you're looking at a house that it's a cheap price you're talking about a huge deal so i don't know what they're going to do but you know nobody's going to be able to get a, lo a loan with foundation issues like that so they're going to have to do something it's just a question if they do it with us or not that makes sense joe you bought any uh, summer cottages lately no i'm working on it I did because I was inspired by Mark to see what was going on at the Cape, but uh, it is not the cost of a single Tesla payment to buy something in the Cape. So uh, I think I'm going to pass. We're below exactly. a Tesla payment. Got to come to Michigan. Apparently, apparently, yeah. The you Cape is get, not cheap. You could get some uh, <laughs> some waterfront in Jersey with all the uh, sewage dumpage for cheap. 
It's probably not that, cheap no, there no, either. It's not. It's not cheap in Jersey. I'm just no, kidding. No. <laughs> Vegas might well, be cheap soon. You know, you could come here. Are there any homes on like Lake Mead and stuff, or not really? No, because it's in a national. It's a national recreation area. So there's oh, okay. No, but there's like Lake Las Vegas, which is a man-made lake right next to, to Lake Mead, where there's million-dollar homes and stuff. That development actually went into foreclosure ten years ago, and then in the last few years, builders have bought it out, and now they're they're building like lots of luxury homes there. It's really cool, but it's far away from the city. And anybody who knows Miles and Points, there's a Hilton there, and there's a Westin out there at Lake Las Vegas. If you want to kind of do a vacation-y kind of thing while you're in Vegas to get away from the Strip. I think I've looked at that Westin before. It looks like it's got a nice beach area and stuff. looks pretty cool. It is. The Westin looks really cool. The the Hilton, it used to be a Ritz-Carlton, and then it was its independently brand, and then Hilton took it over. The Westin actually used to be, back in the old days, a higher regency. But yeah, the Westin's really cool. Probably the nicer of the two. Let's move on. I wanted to talk about gift card reselling this week, Mark, because you and I had a disagreement with other people about... Apple's big change this week, they changed iTunes gift cards to, I don't know, to work for essentially for all Apple products, which is a big change because up until then they had separate Apple store gift cards and then iTunes gift cards. And you and I tend to agree actually with what we think this means, but other people thought it was a positive move. Whereas you and I kind of view it as a negative move, right? Yeah. I mean, in the short term, it's a positive move because anybody that's sitting on iTunes gift cards or an iTunes balance that, you know, it's more valuable now because you have access to uh, Apple products, you know, resale rates should probably go up for the gift cards and for products, you know, you can, you can use it. If you have 15, if you have these iTunes gift cards that you got 15% off, that means you can get iPads and, you know, iPhones for 15% off, which is unheard of. So short term is great if you have, you know, a stash of stuff, but Going forward, iTunes is a big reselling market uh, for gift card resellers. I know you do a ton. I used to do quite a bit. There's always 15, 20% off deals, especially like fourth quarter. And it was either a small moneymaker or break even. And there was a lot of you know bonuses, like sometimes they'd be at uh, office stores and stuff. So you could amass massive amounts of points. And with this change, there's not going to be any deals. You know, Apple doesn't discount their products very rarely. And the Apple gift card that used to work just for products never was discounted. So, you know, going forward, you might see slight discounts, but I think the whole iTunes Apple reselling game is pretty much dead right now, which is a huge hit to buyers and sellers. So what do you think about it, Joe? I tended to agree with what you guys said. I do think for the short term, it will be good for maybe a little longer than people thought. And maybe during the pandemic, we may still see uh, iTunes gift card sales. Like I feel like we saw a pretty big one in June. I, I don't I don't pay attention too much to iTunes just because I like have sold gift cards before, but generally I don't sell the iTunes ones. Um, but I agree with you guys, like Apple is not going to discount their products. I'm not actually sure why they're making this move, but because they've made this move, you know, I don't expect to see iTunes gift card sales in the future. Maybe you could grab them from like Costco or BJ still or something like that. But I think in general, yeah, we're not going to see iTunes gift cards on sale anymore, which means that's like one less gift card type that's going to be available to resell. I think they've already been pulled from the big box stores like Costco and stuff. So I don't even think that's an option right now. One thing, I, you know, another thing is a lot of people use these to, you know, back in the day, you could pay your Netflix bill for cheaper. There's certain Facebook payments and stuff you can do with them. But a lot of people use them just to get like if you're buying music or movies or, you know, that type of stuff, 
you're getting a discount on it. Now you're not going to get that discount anymore. So even people that didn't resell and just used it, you know, the common user that took advantage of these, that's a problem too. One other thing to, to pay attention to right now that you can take advantage of is if you're loading it, you know, that if you load your iTunes account, it's, it's working for the streaming credits. Um, I think it's working for the 10 times offer with the chase card. So that might be a small win you can get now load up your balance. If you, if you're planning on buying Apple products in the future, anyway, something to consider. Yeah, I just I've done hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of iTunes gift cards over the last few years. So this is a big blow. And like you said, Mark, it's a blow to customers who are relying on those 15, 20 percent off discounts. I mean, you could get 10 percent just about any day of the week and then usually once a month, at least 15 percent. And then around the holidays, sometimes 20 percent. I think Best Buy recently had a deal where they offered a 15 dollar Best Buy card with an iTunes. But for the most part, since the pandemic has started, this is all kind of dried up. Uh, so I maybe I don't know if they were already planning on this. But like you said, Joe, I don't really understand why they would do this other than maybe to make it simpler for them, because it gives them less flexibility to market iTunes. But maybe they just feel like the market is so mature that they don't need to offer these discounts on iTunes anymore. And they just want to consolidate everything down. But like you guys said, Apple's not going to discount their products 15%. So that means we're not going to see 15% off these cards anymore. I think, well, first of all, they're doing fine. Didn't they just have that stock split? I think, uh, I think they're oh, yeah. okay. But, but I, the consumer friendly thing, like for the normal consumer, you know, I have the situation where for some reason, I think I had like bought an $25 iTunes gift card to like resell. And then I bought it like two years ago and then I ended up like not reselling it. So I had it. So then I loaded it to my iTunes account and it's just been sitting there for like six months. So, I mean, one could argue that for like the normal consumer, it is a little more consumer friendly because I feel like, you know, people get iTunes gift cards as Christmas presents and stuff all the time, but like who buys movies anymore with all the streaming and stuff like that. So, you know, you could make the argument there that it is consumer friendly for like the normal consumer, but I, as far as like miles and points people and especially gift card resellers go, yeah, I don't see how there's going to be an upside in the long term for here. Yeah, but previously somebody could have given them an Apple Store gift card if they wanted them to be able to buy it. I get that they meant me, they get more flexibility, but anybody who kind of took advantage of iTunes discounts on gift cards over the years, which I assume there's a lot of people that did because a lot of stores had discounts, sales were pretty widespread. So I imagine they were pretty popular even outside of our little world here of gift card reselling. But anyway, I, I, like you said, Apple's doing plenty fine. So they know what they're doing, I guess. And uh, I will mourn the loss of discounted iTunes gift cards because it's a, it's a sad loss along with so many that we have endured when it comes to gift card reselling. But I don't blame Big them. companies don't care about us. Weird. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. They should. Uh, Joe loves beating that drum. Ta-da, 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 ta-da. Well, let's talk about a big company doing something good for their customers. Or I guess it's good. We, we think it's good. Mark, tell me about Chase's Pay, pay Yourself Back program and why it's so good, because they just launched it, what, a couple months ago, the start of the pandemic, and it's been for Sapphire Reserve card holders. But we learned this week that they're going to actually keep this program. So maybe we should talk a little bit about what it is. And then maybe we'll talk about what we hope they do with the program going forward. Yeah, so the program was they set it up like normally you can cash out ultimate rewards points at one cent a piece for cash. And you could use it through the portal with your preferred card or your ink cards at 1.25 cents to book for travel. Uh, with your Sapphire Reserve, you could do it at 1.5 cents for travel using uh, their travel portal. So what they did with this during the pandemic is they said, hey, if you have grocery expenses, restaurant expenses, or home improvement expenses, three big areas, 
uh, that people have with, that usually come with bigger bills. You can cash in your points at the rates that you would have got on the portal for travel, but you get a statement credit for it. So with your reserve card, you get 1.5 cents. And with your preferred card, you get 1.25 cents. So that's pretty awesome. It's the it's the best cash out option out there right now, you know, for things that aren't travel related. And, uh, you know, people have been cashing in their points, hundreds of thousands of points for money, essentially, because there's a lot of ways that you can work with a grocery store and stuff, buying, you know, Visa gift cards or buying third party gift cards or just buying your groceries. Everybody's got a big grocery bill. So that was supposed to end at the end of September. And it was thought maybe this was like a test run that they would try something later. And, uh, you know, news came out yesterday. One of our our friends that has a Facebook group, Doug uh, Travel, Travel Rewards Warrior has a Facebook group. And uh, they kind of saw in the terms that it said, this is the first time and, and might be extended, you know, type of thing, like hinting at it. So he reached out to the Chase PR firm via email and they confirmed that it will be extended or they're going to have a promo. Uh, the promo go longer. It seems like it's going to be a, a long-term thing. And it seems like they might be rotating the categories as well as it will be opened up to more cards. So I, I'm assuming it'll be like freedom cards and the ink cards. And I'm sure they'll have different rates. It'll probably be near the cash out rate type of thing for portal bookings. So kind of interesting, good stuff. I know I've cashed out a ton. I know Sean, you're working on it. Joe, you're just worthless with your Sapphire Reserve. So you probably haven't done anything. Hey, I checked. To, to see how to do it. So I can act, I actually, I can actually speak to that. It is like super simple. You know, you just click on, I was looking at my statement and then I don't saw the spoil my article, Joe. I have an article that shows people. How oh, you want to go, go talk no, about just it. Kidding. About just it. kidding. Just kidding. No, cause no, I, there's an article. I'm just saying it's it super I was simple. Like, I don't know like how to do it. I don't know how to do it. It's so simple. How did you do it? <laughs> Hold on. I, I pulled it up so I can do it right now. <laughs> I'm going to do it right now, guys. So you, you click on uh, where I, I see. I lost the, I lost it now. There was a pay you yourself click, back button. I don't know where it is. Yeah. Now. No, you, you go to your ultimate rewards main page. Like you are when you're going to go transfer to, um, you know, the, an airline or hotel or to book through the portal. And then one of the options, like there's options like transfer, transfer to partners or cash out. And there's an option that says pay yourself back. So it's like right in that, the top part of your ultimate rewards login, um, which you can get to through your chase account or, you know, on the app and stuff. So once you click that, then it populates all the charges that are eligible for the extra payout and, um, you know, restaurant charges will pop up grocery charges right now. We don't know what, what it will be in the future, but that's what will happen now. And the nice thing is because of the pandemic, they're letting you use your $300 credit, your travel credit on the Sapphire Reserve for uh, grocery. So if you spend it on grocery or restaurants, it triggers the credit. And then you can actually still pay yourself back on that. So you can double dip that. So you could have a $300 charge at the grocery store. It gets wiped off by your travel credit. And then you can also pay yourself back. So you'll have a negative $300 bill at the end of the day. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like all joking aside, like I do really like this option. So, you know, last week we talked about how Chase Freedom had the enhanced welcome offers where you can spend up to $12,000 in groceries at 5X for the first year of your card membership. So what I actually did was I realized that my wife did have a normal Freedom and a Freedom Unlimited, but I just used a secure message, canceled her Freedom online. You know, I'm going to, you know, wait a few weeks and then apply for a Freedom for her, get that bonus. And so, you know, 12,000, especially during these pandemic times is not 
difficult to hit at grocery stores. And so, you know, you hit that, that's 60,000 points right there. You can turn that into $900, especially, you know, you're doing the grocery store spending. Yeah. So you have to make some spending on your reserve as well so that you can zap it or whatever. But I think it's uh, going to be a good zap. deal. Yeah. So, zap it. Yeah. So um, I think, you know, right now, this is like kind of a great situation we have with Chase. I don't know. Does it even have an end date or is it just like kind of foreseeable future from now? I think they're making it like a permanent thing is, is what the wording of the email made it seem like. And it's going to be rotating. And I, I wonder if it's going to track along with like the freedom categories where this is like the good month with grocery and everything. And then there'll be a month that's like gas. You can use it towards gas and then a month for like box stores or Amazon. So I think it's going to be some something similar to what you see with the 5% rotating categories would be my guess. If you guys had to like make a prediction, would you think that, so Chase Sapphire Reserve, it's 1.5 cents per point, but do you think they'll be generous if they say extend it to the freedom cards or do you think it'll be like one cent per point for freedom? What are you guys thinking? Yeah, I think it'll be one, one cent for the freedoms. Well, it's already one cent for the freedom. Yeah, so. that's true. So would they have to like juice it up a little bit to make it attractive? I don't know. I don't think so. I think though what they'll do is the uh, I don't even know if the freedoms will be rolled into it. It might just be like the ink preferred ink plus will be rolled into it as well. And that will be like one point two five cents, just like the Sapphire preferred. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why. If it's freedom, you can just cash it out as cash. So maybe they'll just rebrand the freedoms, cashing it out as pay yourself back at one yeah. percent and just sort of rebrand it that way. But yeah, like I said, I think that we'll probably only see it on the Sapphire preferred and reserve products and then for varying categories. Clearly it's not going to be as generous as it is now. That's just not going to, it might be past September 30th. They might extend that, but when they do it permanently, I expect that there'll be, there'll be some good times, some bad times. And then it'll be interesting to see the ink cards. Maybe if the ink cards can get something on the business side. That would be kind of fun. Although if you have all these Ooh. cards anyway, it really doesn't matter because you can transfer between them. Uh, so the play I, I, was interesting. It's good. So the play will be, if you have multiple of these cards to do kind of what we did in the past, which is combine everything into whichever card gives you the most value, right? So let's say reserve stays at 1.5 cents to December and they announce a preferred will go 1.25. Well, if your wife has a preferred and you have a reserve transfer her points to you so you can catch them out at a 1.5, right? So the play will be to just like it's been with chase for a long time, combine your points to get the most efficient uh, redemption, right? Yeah. That yeah. hasn't changed really since, you know, since the, the, before times, thankfully Chase makes it super easy to transfer points uh, between your own cards in a split second, but also to like a, to a spouse or somebody in the same household. Or even if you have a Chase Inc. card and a business partner or somebody who's on a business is an authorized user or you're an authorized user on theirs, you can transfer points between them and to partner programs. So, so yeah, it's really flexible and it takes a second. So you don't even need to, I guess, constantly transfer stuff when you're ready to cash out or do something with the points. Then you can combine them in one account and then do whatever you want to do based on whatever program they have. At the totally end. wanted to, when Joe was saying that, I totally wanted to do that gif. Bingo! <laughs> so do we hope, I mean, do we expect I love other Joe's banks face. are going to follow? <laughs> so do we expect other banks are going to follow, guys, Joe? Other banks, American Express City, some of the smaller banks could be considering something like this. Do we expect to see this from other banks, increased cash out values? Yeah, I think it's a good question. I think that banks will follow along, but I think it'll be slow. Like City, for example, they probably want to follow along, but they probably can't figure out the IT. So it's going to take them a while to figure out how to make that happen. You know, because like Chase has set it up so that it's as easy as like Barclays arrival, right? You just click on the 
purchase that you made and then redeem it for points. American Express, I wouldn't be surprised if they do not do something like this just because they've offered so much value, like with the streaming credits and the wireless credits and all that stuff. Like they're probably gonna say, you know, we've done enough. And I'm guessing that they've retained quite a few customers with all those things that they've been offering. So that's what I would predict. Um, and maybe we'll see the, some of the smaller banks do stuff like this as well. But I think right now, since people aren't redeeming their travel rewards for travel, like all the banks are going to come up with something like this. I do think it puts Chase like back in the driver's seat. You know, they were forever. They were like the sweetheart of miles and points. And then Ultimate Rewards kind of took a dip as they lost value and stuff. And, and you know, Amex up their game and City up their game. So I think this this kind of puts them back up to where they're at the top and you know the reserve is a card to to carry again where a lot of people were thinking of closing it on their upcoming 4-year anniversary which they still might because they're available for another bonus now but I think more and more people were thinking about downgrading or or getting or canceling the card and and this is a good way to keep people in the ecosystem like I upgraded my wife to it from her freedom card and I was planning on downgrading it again in a couple months but now I might keep it long-term depending on how many points I still have or, you know, what, what my future plans are with ultimate rewards. So it, it's definitely a good move on their part. Yeah. I mean, same, like maybe we'd talk about this another week, but I was starting to think about it. And I was like, during this pandemic, like I haven't been really applying for credit cards and depending on how long it goes, who knows, maybe in like a year, year and a half, I'll be under 524. So maybe I hang on to the reserve until then. And then, you know, cancel it at that point. But like, if I have this option to cash out at 1.5 cents per point, a theoretical option that I never use, then maybe I'll hold on to it uh, <laughs> until that time comes. You're not going for that choice card? Come on. <laughs> No, even I have standards, Mark. <laughs> no, but like the reality is like, I know that choice provides a lot of value just to go back to that, but it's just like, I have no foreseeable hotel stays in the future. So I just like, yeah. just seems, it just seems like, uh, you know, okay. I, I know you partially applied to test whether Barclays would show you any love. So I'm, I'm glad they did. That, that's part of it. And, and uh, another thing, like how this ties into chase as well is, you know, I'm cashing out my ultimate rewards, which I usually use for Hyatt points. I, you know, I have a stash of Hyatt points for my cancellations and I have a whole bunch of free nights. But I also, when it, when cashing out ultimate rewards, I'm kind of cashing out hotel points in the future. So this kind of gives me other options. If a Hyatt's not in the area or a Hilton, um, you know, I don't have to, to dip into that cash stash that I got from cashing out the points, um, as well as if, you know, the Hyatt is kind of like 30K and I can get a choice hotel for 20K. It makes those points last longer. So that that was also a portion of it. A method to the madness is kind of building up my reserves in other areas to kind of make those those areas last longer because of this cash out. So something to consider, Joe. And yeah, I mean, we will have a link to our guide to ultimate rewards in the description, a link to cashing out the points, plus the, the freedom offer that we talked about on last week's podcast and video and the video on, on YouTube as well. So uh, if you're interested in this, we'll have all of the, of the uh, resources in the description so you can learn more about the program and about how all of this works. Because we all, uh, I think we've all gotten great benefit out of Chase Ultimate Rewards over the years for sure. Let's move on to rapid fire. Mark, you wanna start us off? Yeah, my rapid fire, uh, I kind of hinted at it, I think it was like two episodes ago about after talking about Benji's um, using cash back to fund your uh, retirement accounts and kind of like double dipping it because it's interest-free or tax-free er earnings. And I said I was going to start a series about saving for college and using travel hacking as part of it, you know, cashing out ultimate rewards points, uh, bank bonuses, welcome offers, all that type of stuff. So I, I wrote about that. 
by the time this airs, this is Tuesday we're recording, but on on Wednesday I'll I'll release you know how I came up with the five hundred dollars for August, and then every month I'll show you where that came from, where the money came from, how I got it. I'll show you how the investments are doing, what the totals at, and we're gonna keep this going all the way until you know Sean fires me or until my son's in college. So we're gonna uh, keep it going. You're you're along for the ride. Total transparency. I think will be fun. You know something interesting. Something you know, and I like to have you know, a carrot in front of me to, to chase. Look, I look forward to writing it. Hopefully you guys look forward to reading it. I think it'll be something that's fun. If you want to join along and, and start something similar, that'd be cool. Share it in the comments. That's the plan. How about you, Sean? On my rapid fire is another sort of personal thing on uh, this weekend. I was just sitting down thinking about once again, all of the lost travel this year. And I know we've talked about that a lot on the podcast, so I'm not going to go into it. So I just wrote a post about how my year of travel was destroyed. I'm still very grateful for everything I have, but emotionally, when is it time to start moving on and start trying to plan future trips? And what is the emotional impact of planning a trip and then having it canceled? And I just sort of like tried to start a discussion in our Facebook group and on the site with uh, readers. And we got amazing comments. And I just wanted to highlight that post, not to necessarily talk about my loss of travel, but because it was an honest thing I think a lot of people are going through. And I was also really, really happy with the comments and the commentary. People were able to disagree without fighting with each other. And we all could have different uh, opinions and, and do it. So I think that it's a great article. You know, Read the article, but definitely check out the comments because there's lots of great information and great viewpoints and great personal stories. You know, It was really uh, powerful to me. So I really enjoyed that post. And that's my rapid fire. Joe? So my rapid fire is about a couple of Amex offers that are floating around. Uh, the first is 10% back at Staples up to $40. Already so, hit it. You know, $400. Boom, boom. Very nice. Congrats. So that is one Amex offers that, that's out there. Also on personal Platinums, some people are seeing Dell $100 back for $100 in spending. So unfortunately, you can't double dip that with your business Platinum $200 credit for our Dell, but you know, it's still something if uh, you're buying stuff at Dell, although gift cards are supposed to be excluded. I did want to mention well, you can, though that you can use my... multiple cards for the payment. So if you had something that's more than like, if you had something that's $300, you could pay 200 of it with the business platinum and hundred with the personal platinum. Yeah, that's a good way. point. You can use up to three cards yep, three uh, at Dell, but I was uh, poking around on my business platinum for Dell and they actually are giving me 10% back on stuff up to $1,500. So when you combine that with the $200 credit that you get from Dell, you know, there's just like a lot of stuff to play around with. And on top of all of that, you can always look at a portal and go through a portal, um, at least for staples, like right now, Rakuten is 2%. So for that Amex offer, you know, you can get up to like 12%. And if you're getting membership rewards points, well, I guess 12% overall, some is cash, some is membership rewards points or whatever. So anyway, a lot of options out there. So always check your Amex offers. Um, and yeah, link to that in the show notes. All right. And thank you so much for watching and listening. That's going to do it for this week. Joe, Where when people aren't uh, watching or listening to this fine podcast, where can they reach you? You can check me out on tinyletter.com slash as Joe flies newsletter there, save observation deck.com miles and points podcast there, disneyintocypher.com starting a COVID Disney 101 series. Uh, so you can check us out there, disneyintocypher.com for Disney stuff. If you are thinking about going to Florida right now, what about you, Mark? You can follow me on Twitter, McCosty. 1038. Uh, email me, Mark at miles to memories.com. Comment on any of the articles on the website. I'll get back to you there. Join our Facebook groups. We have several. I'm in there all the time. How about you, Sean? 
Yeah, milestomemories.com for all of our great written content and then mtmpodcast.com for this show. And then we also have a Disney Hacks podcast, disneyhacks.com. And then our YouTube has been exploding. Just thank you to everybody who uh, is a listener, a reader, who has subscribed to the YouTube channel. We're gaining like 100 subscribers a day. So just thank you so much for everybody. YouTube.com forward slash miles to memories. Mostly Vegas content, but we also take segments out of this podcast and uh, put them up there. So uh, check that out. We'll have uh, not just Vegas, but miles and points content, credit cards, travel. Big shout out to the Facebook group for helping us uh, reach a thousand followers or subscribers on YouTube. And we're doing a hundred dollar gift card giveaway in it because of it in the group. So if you were a part of the group, you would be involved in that. If you're not, you should join. Uh, Good tips, tricks, uh, lots of good people. So check it out. This podcast comes out on Thursday, uh, the 6th of August. The $100 giveaway ends at midnight Pacific or 11.59 p.m. Pacific on the 7th of August. So if you actually listen to this or see this uh, before that date and you're not in the group, join the group. And all you have to do is leave a comment on that post and like it so you uh, can enter to win the $100. We are excited to be able to give that away and excited for the response and the help in building our YouTube channel. So thanks again to everybody. And that will do it for this week. Thanks again. And we'll see you next time. Yeah. See See you. Maybe I should put all the pennants in reverse on the wall so they show up normal. Would that, that be doesn't true? work, dummy? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should work mirrors. Like, yes, you need a mirror. You need a mirror. <laughs> you need to create some mirror situation. All right. Well, what about? Are you like my sound effect? Let's talk about a big company. They're pretty good, right? Let's talk about a big company doing something good, bringing something cool. What? What's the thumbs up? For Sean, uh, we're for, talking to for each Mark, other. Yeah, for, it's for it's for Mark sound effects. Just come on, just gotcha. stay focused. Stay focused. You you guys mess. Purple haze. Purple. I can't haze. believe you wouldn't do it on, on for the for the actual. I know you can. This have is still recording. Though. This is this is still recording. I know.